York City are upsetting the apple cart big time. Welcome to a special edition of York Hospital Ball as we celebrate the 25th anniversary of York City beating Manchester United. We decided to do things a little bit differently for this podcast. We watched back the highlights with Steve Tuttle and Nigel Pepper as they relive their memories from the two legs in 1995. Special thanks to Haxley Sports Bar who are sponsoring this episode and also allowed us to use their facilities to watch back the game with Nigel and Steve. To get the full experience out of this podcast, please do load the YouTube link that is in the description of this podcast. Hit the mute button, hit the pause button and wait for the countdown in the main podcast, which I will count down. But in the meantime, while you're waiting to do that, please enjoy a selection of fan memories from those games, starting with Will Harris. So, Old Trafford, September 1995. I remember that I was going to get the train down with mates who I stood with and didn't get organised in time, so I ended up on, on the travel club coaches. And all around me was a lot of more mature people who were quite pessimistic about it and the atmosphere seemed to be well let's just not go and get absolutely stuffed shall we and you know let's not disgrace ourselves and there was one chap who I remember saying well I'd be happy if we scored one and then obviously you see the team sheet and you see the players they've got out and they've got Bruce and they've got Pallister and they've got you know people you've heard of you know McClare played and Giggs played and so on it's funny, I can't remember much about the game itself per se. I remember the first goal going in and us all going absolutely spare and getting to half-time and somehow it only being 1-0. You pinch yourself, you think, well, OK, reality will kick in. They'll, you know, they'll run three or four passes in the second half and, you know, it'll be what it'll be. And then the second goal goes in and then the third goal goes in and we're all jumping around in those seats and flinging ourselves on each other and pinching ourselves. It could have genuinely been four or five. I'm still convinced to this day that Barnes' uh, finish, which is ruled off, is onside. I'm also convinced to this day that Paul Baker got sent off by the referee to even things up. But no matter, it was a truly amazing day and one that should rank very highly in the annals of York history. And now, Mick Cordukes. We took to Old Trafford, four friends and I set off across the Pennines. We were very excited for visiting Old Trafford for the first time. We talked about the game. Wouldn't it be great if City scored just one goal? Or even better, if we took the lead? Little did we know what was to come. We went into the stadium and the atmosphere was electric. We even joined in with the Manchester United fans as they sang Stand Up If You're Late Leeds. And then the moment came when Paul Barnes put us in dreamland by scoring and we were 1-0 up, delirium in the away end. And then I looked at the scoreboard to make sure that this was actually happening and that read United nil, York 1. The half-time whistle went as we went onto the concourse for a drink at half-time, we saw City fans we knew that were celebrating. The most optimistic City fan would never foresee what was to come in the second half. As now is written in our history, Paul Barnes and Tony Barris made it 3-0. The famous sight of the scoreboard reading United 0, York 3. And the City fans singing to the Man United players, Are you Scarborough in disguise? was truly awesome. The final whistle brought mass celebrations. I've been supporting City over the years brings a lot of despair and a lot of disappointment but nights like that at Old Trafford makes the bad times worth it. We were on the way back in the car and we said 3-0 up away from home, three away goals, surely not even my United could come back from that. Finally, Andrew Leafley. Like every other City fan, I was nervously excited for our tie against Man United. City fans' score predictions ranged from anything between 4-0 to 7-0, to the home side of course. <laughs> 
I don't think anyone, pundits, fans, bookmakers, gave us a chance of even coming away with a draw. What unfolded that night was quite incredible, as we started the game well and we didn't seem overawed at all. Scott Jordan and Nigel Pepper went close early on, and we just seemed to grow in confidence as the minutes ticked by. And then we did the unthinkable and took the lead from Barnes's shot from distance, and our end went mental. I immediately thought, well, could we hang on, but we competed well enough to walk in at the break 1-0 up. Early in the second half, Barnes took home a penalty, and United were down to 10 men, and the increasing delirium in the way end was palpable. When minutes later Barras headed in for 3-0, I was celebrating with the complete stranger stood next to me. Even Alex Ferguson was getting flustered at this point and berating the linesman for something or other as he made a substitution. Not long after this, Barnes scored a perfectly good fourth goal and guess what, the same linesman flagged for offside wrongly. I'll never forget Ginna's nutmeg on gigs during the match which drew a massive sarcastic cheer from the away end. But one of the high points of the night was several thousand City fans chanting the loudest Are You Scarborough in disguise? Absolutely brilliant. Old Trafford was certainly a theatre of dreams for Minster Men fans that particular night and my feelings matched the York Press's headline the next day. Unbelievable. So welcome to a very special edition of, of York Hospital Ball, celebrating the 25th anniversary of York City beating Manchester United. I'm delighted to say that we're going to watch back the highlights with two players who played a significant role that evening. We are joined by midfielder Nigel Pepper. Good evening. And captain Steve Tull. Yeah, good evening. So we're going to watch the video back shortly on the link that I, that I sent out. But before we watch that back, let's just start when, to draw your minds back to when the draw was made. Steve, can you remember where, where you were? Were you, were you together as a team? I can't remember what time of day the, the draw was. What, what were your first thoughts? Do you know what? I, I can't remember where I was, to be honest with you. I could have been at home, I could have been at the club, I could have been with the lads. It was that long ago, but I can just remember getting United pulled out. And I don't know what you thought, I just thought, bloody hell, that's a great draw. You know, away from home, any team would have taken that, wouldn't they? Yeah, it was a great draw. I don't think any of us thought, you know, what was going to happen would happen, but still a great draw, you know, just to go and play them over two legs and uh, just have that experience. But never, I don't think any any of us players expected to happen what happened at Old Trafford. I, I, I don't know what we expected, to be honest with you. I think we just went there just to enjoy the game. And yeah. I think that's what well, we obviously did, because yeah. we just were picking them 3 Very much enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. And, and Nigel, what, can you remember what training was like in the build-up to it? We've both played a lot of games, and I think when you've got a big game coming up, it can act both ways. It, it can be a, something to spur you on and you know, motivate you, but it can also be, I think there's some people might think, I don't want to get injured, I don't want to get suspended. You know, so they might be holding back a little bit. So I think the nearer the game, the better it gets, and the more excitement there is. But in the build, the build-up's not always great for me. You know, when you're coming up to big games, same in league games, when you're playing, you know, crunch games, there's there's always that tension before and because you want to make sure that you're available for that game. So. And you were always quite a competitive player anyway. Were you like that in training as well, Nigel? Or? No. Well, I, I, I probably disagree with that. I think Nigel, I think Nigel's pretty much the same as himself, really. I, I would train as I would play, play as a train, you know. And so every training session for me was like a game. I wouldn't hold back. Nigel would probably agree with that. You wouldn't hold back, though, would you? No, but I mean, you, you, you're not going out to injure the play. You just no. part of the process. Stuff of getting and ready just for part Saturday, of the process. Yeah. You know, if I had a lazy week, I'd have a lazy Saturday, and that's how I looked at it. You know, I didn't intentionally go out to obviously injure one of our players, but I had to do that just for myself. 
And, and Steve, you know, the, the team were near the bottom of, the, you know, the old division too. Were, were you worried at all about getting a pace in? I mean, you said about going to enjoy it and you're thinking this is a great draw, but was there a little bit thinking, God, these guys are, are really good and, and we're not playing particularly well. Was there any thoughts about that? I think form goes out the window. It, it's our cup final. You know, it's their game to lose. And I think, uh, I don't think, probably in the, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, you know, we, we could get a drumming. You know, we could pull off something fantastic. And me, myself, I didn't particularly dwell on the fact that we were probably going to get beat, you know, or people thought we were going to get beat. So we just approached the game in a professional way. I think Alan Little did it quite a bit with us, with the build-up and everything, and he kept it nice and relaxed and went down on the team coach and stayed in the hotel before the game. And we all obviously travelled together to the game. So everything was done professionally, so I never really thought about getting beat at Man United. And when, that, when you're there at Old Trafford and the team sheet comes out, are you worried about the likes of Ryan Giggs, Lee Sharp, Brian McClare? What were your thoughts when the team sheet came out? Probably the biggest miss and the one that they regret for me is Schmeichel. He was the greatest goalkeeper in the world at that time. So to see him not in, in the goal that night was you know, massive for us. You've got somebody like Barney up front who could have a shocker for 89 minutes, but he will always pop up and he will, you know, he's lethal when he's in areas. So you've always think you've got a chance of getting something. And I think with Schmeichel not in, he was the big, the big miss, I think, for me, him not playing. But the rest of the team, were it was quality team. And even the lad that got sent off. Uh, McGibbon, uh, McGibbon, yeah. McGibbon. He was an Irish international at the time. So, you know, if it's weakening your team, bringing an international in, you know, it's... And even the lesser-known players yeah, at yeah. that time were people like David Beckham, who we yeah. all know yeah. what, what, what his yeah. career was like. But we talked about Paul Bounds being leaked. Let's get on to watching it. So those people watching at home, you know, please load the link. And we're about to play it in three, two, one. And as we can see... Steve, we're coming out of the tunnel here. It must yeah. have been such a proud moment for you as captain. Yeah, I think it's bringing back great memories. You know, childhood dream. Everybody wants to lead the the team out at Man U. You know, even if they're not a fan, you still want to lead them out at Man U. Um, good crowd there. Good good atmosphere. I could just remember training before the game, um, warming up before the game. I don't think one Man United player came out for a warm up because it was raining. They tra- they they warmed up indoors. But we couldn't wait to get outside. And did you have, uh, is both of you have, have sets of family there? And did you know where they were sat and stuff like that? I, I had, um, obviously, my mum and dad. Um, unfortunately, Rachel, my wife, she didn't come. She was babysitting, so <laughs> looking after the kids. <laughs> Shouldn't say babysitting, Fair Parenting. Yeah, and my parents were there. I think, you know, about the first game being here, I think that, that was a huge bonus for us. Yeah. Because... Like Steve said, we, we weren't expected to go there and do what we did. So everything was, the pressure was on them to do it. I think if it had been the other way around, and even if we'd have got the same result at our place in the first leg, then it would have been a, a much more difficult second leg I, I at agree. Old Trafford. Yeah, I agree, I think yeah. it, it helped us being the other way around. And, and Nigel, you, you, obviously in, in York City career at this point, you'd played alongside some quite experienced players like uh, Sean Reid, Gary Swan. You know, Darren Williams is alongside your midfield here and Scott Jordan, they're a lot younger than it. Were you starting to become a bit more of a mentor for those sort of players? Well, I suppose you'd have to ask them that. But what I would say is, although they were young, they, they were good players. They, yeah. And, and, and uh, Scott Jordan, he was, he was a footballer, you know, he was a passer. He wasn't, you know, every player has their different strengths, but he was a, he was a football, football brain. He was a good player. I liked Scott. And Darren Williams, we know, went on to... Uh, achieved some good stuff in his career and that so they were, you look back and you say there were young lads in there but they were two good players and you can see there that Scott Jordan's a set of really close shot 
that just went over. Was that giving you a lot of confidence, Steve, do you think, as a team early doors? Yeah, I think we went at them right from the beginning, didn't we? You know, we put them under pressure. and They had, they had their chances. They're always going to have their chances here at home. But look, you can just see by watching here, I know we're looking at the highlights, but we are on top, aren't we? Absolutely. You know, and plenty of chances. This you know, is Nigel over the free kick. To Andy Mack. Training ground routine, I presume. Training ground routine, yeah. There we go, look, Barney. And he works to perfection. Uh, Typical that, Barney, that one. Yeah. But that's the one, you know, you see Barney there. That I, I'd seen him so many games where you, you don't even notice him. He's barely there. But then he gets off a chance like that and yeah. he's in back at night. That, and that's what he did. That, he was such a fantastic signing for York City. He was, he was it was a, a great finisher, wasn't he? Yeah, it was the difference between us sort of being also runs and, and getting promotion, I think he was... And this is your free kick coming up here, Nigel. Were you, um, were you always going to go for power here? Uh, yeah, probably. There's a, <laughs> there's a little gap where I was never the most delicate. Was, uh, yeah. Can you remember taking that? Do you remember sort of how close it was? Yeah, it was close. It was close. It was one of them where, you know, if I'd have gone for a bit of bend, I'd have probably been better off, but struck it well, but it was just always, always a yard wide. This is uh, Man United coming forward. Yeah, put it, was David, Beckham. David Beckham, wasn't it? Yeah. Mac was a bit casual at the back stick there, wasn't he? Yeah. Did a little back flip, didn't he? And I think that's probably one of the only saves that Dean has to make in the whole yeah. 90 minutes, isn't he? Yeah. And, and to be fair, it was quite a routine one in the end, wasn't it? Dean didn't have a lot to do, did he, really, if I'm being honest? Yeah. And they put us a bit of, under a bit of pressure down that left hand side. But, you know, you're talking giggly, aren't you? you know? Yeah. And this, I believe, is coming up to the uh, the first goal where, I mean, this is a fantastic a great challenge. challenge by Graham, isn't yeah, it? Great it's challenge. Great, great touch as well there, look, out of his feet. Created space, bang, there you go. Keeper's had a shocker. Yeah, I, th I think he gets a bit of stick uh, keeper, but I, I think it's that's a shocker, takes a deflection. It takes yeah. a deflection, doesn't it? It's behind it there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I well, deflection or what, I think he still had a shocker, but yeah. Barney's first touch took it out of his feet, he turned in, he created that space and bang, there you go, 1-0. Yeah, a bit like what Nigel said, you know, you only need to give him one chance. And that, that was it, yeah, there you go. Look at that, he's acres of space there and the centre-ass backed off him, was that Pallister backed off him, didn't he? Yeah. Gave him too much space. Is that you having a go at that England centre-half? Maguire. <laughs> Pallister. <laughs> shocker. Of course, obviously, one side of the ground was, was shut off, wasn't it, because of yeah, redevelopment. Yeah. Did that affect the atmosphere at all, or do you still think it was a, you know, 30,000 there, wasn't there? Yeah, it was, still, it was still buzzing, to be fair. It was... It's just... Well, the atmosphere was great. I mean, it was a 30,000 there. You know, all, all you're looking at is you're looking at an empty stand, aren't you, because they from had to film side, it yeah. from that side. Yeah. So you don't see... If it was shot from the other side... You know, it'd have been a better atmosphere, wouldn't it? Yeah. It appeared to have been. You know, it was a good atmosphere, obviously, because we could we could hear it. It was a good atmosphere on the pitch because the, you know, York fans were they were getting things their own way and we were winning, so they were they were. I was just going to mention that. I mean, there's David Beckham getting uh, yellow carded. I mean, obviously, a few years later, he gets sent off for England, doesn't he? Yeah. In the World Cup, there's a little bit of you know petulance there from him. But could you sense that that was that almost like a good sign because it was showing that they were getting a bit frustrated. It, it wasn't for me. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I was disappointing him in, on the night. I was disappointing him in as a team. I think their best player by a mile was Steve Bruce, and he and only he came, came on, on later on. Ten minutes. Is the uh, penalty yeah. coming up? Yeah, which wasn't a penalty, was it? <laughs> no. Uh, 
Stonewall. I think he made a bit of a weird. Yeah, he made a bit of a middle of that, didn't he? It was about three yards outside yeah, the box. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, he's he's got himself in a good position, hasn't he? He's yeah, got down yeah. the side and over the top. So it's a fantastic ball over the top, isn't it, from Andy, Andy yeah. Matt Millen to, yeah. to yeah, spot Yeah, it's him. a great ball over the top. And Barney's done what he's done best, and he? he's got on, he's got on the end of it really, and, and causes the centre half to pull him down. And that, Nigel, obviously, you, you took a lot of penalties for York City, but you weren't on them this night. Was that that because uh, Barney had taken taken them off, off you? The problem was I used to get suspended too much. And every time I got suspended, Barney, if we got a penalty, Barney would take it. And if he scored it, then I came back. He wanted to stay on until he missed, and that's what that was the case here. Is there some debate here as to whether you know they were saying? Well, there's, there's, there's uh, yes, it, miles out. It's a good two yards out, two three yards out. But you know they're playing the game, aren't they? We've now got to take a penalty, and it, Palace's experience is stalling for time, putting a bit of pressure on. No pressure needed there. He's great, bang straight in the corner. Great penalty. Yeah, he took it well, didn't he? Good celebration. Too. Not sure about the celebration, though, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I don't think I'd bother coming over. I think it was too far to run for me, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I think I was, I was saving myself. And then obviously two becomes three very quickly, doesn't it? I mean, you must have thought, you know, this is dreamland, really. Well, I mean, Baz, he, he took the goal, didn't he? Yeah. The third goal was a great finish, great header. Great free kick, wasn't it? Yeah. Great ball, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Did you take it by any chance? I can't remember. Here right. it is. We, <laughs> Again, a little routine. Here we go, look. Now, to be fair, it's not a bad ball, mate, if I'm being honest. The keeper's had one, though, again. He's not doing well there, keeper. If that had been Schmeichel, Schmeichel would have just... Bazard have had no head left. Took his head off, yeah. He'd have had no head left. That's what you want. Yeah, definitely. Were you just aiming to put that in a in a particular area there, Nigel, then? Was it, or was it yeah, something you worked just, on? Were you aiming for Tony Barris, or was it just, I'll get it in a, in a decent area? I mean, to be fair, it's bending away from the keeper. It's inviting... Inviting him to attack it, innit? He's got to go for it, hasn't he? The keeper's got to clean him out. He's got to take everything. To be fair to Baz, he never took his half that ball once. Yeah. You can just, if you watch that in slow-mo, he just he only had eyes for the ball. Didn't even look at the keeper coming. Nowadays, I think, you know, they might have been looking, they'd have probably pulled out. But then, it could have been more, couldn't it? This is it. it could Darren Williams more. running through. Fantastic this, ball through. Yeah, because it's not offside either. That is a great one. Another finish, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not offside either. He's made a men's foot penalty, hasn't he? Do you think there was a bit of that that, that maybe they were well, doubting themselves about the penalty and, and you never know, do you? I mean, it, and look, they went straight down bottom end. Look, can't have been long left there, was it? And obviously, you clearly got the ball there, Nigel. Yeah. Turns a bit late, mate. I don't think he's happy with you there. To be fair, Ryan Giggs giving you a little shove. Now, what I didn't realise, I didn't realise uh, during this game we had one sent off. Yeah, Bakes. Yeah, it's coming up, yeah. That's because he's, he's not even on yet. I don't know, that's what I mean, no. Was it, I mean, this is joking aside though. with that challenge there, Nigel, I mean, back then you kind of could get away with a challenge like that, couldn't you? You, you were kind of almost, almost allowed one, weren't you? And uh, yeah, yeah. Was I that mean, to stop them getting a bit of a rhythm, do you think? Or were you, you, I think nah, you need that time, don't you? You can get away with a lot more yeah. now than you could then, but... I think you always need to let him know you're yeah. there. Here's, uh, here's Paul Baker, his yeah. first booking. Is that Baker's first booking. What, what's quite interesting was on the commentary here, which is Rob Hawthorne, who, who does quite a lot of games for Sky yeah. now, he keeps thinking that's Paul Atkin because it came up that it was Paul Atkin. So Paul Baker doesn't actually get sent off in the eyes of uh, Rob right. Hawthorne. But yeah, that was just a blocking the keep, wasn't it? And, and they were say, the commentator saying here that he was quite unlucky to get booked for that. 
It was a daft bucket, really. second one's stupid, isn't it? Let's have a look, see where it is. Goodbye, and he thought about passing it to me then. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I won't bother, I'll turn round. <laughs> see, we're keeping the ball well, aren't we? Yeah. Good little touches. See, this to me is stupid. That's stupid when you've been booked. That's crazy. Oh, I'm, I'm not... But what, what, what I find quite interesting about this is that he, he gets sent off here and then he, he literally cannot get off the pitch quick enough. I mean, like nowadays, players take ages, don't they, to get off the pitch. To be fair, that's, that's the quickest sprinting. I've seen him run for a while, that bit, <laughs> if I'm being honest. And then, I don't know if you notice here, but he... Um, it's a long I way. Think he, he gets a bit of stick from the crowd oh, and he, yeah, he puts his hands up to put, look, claps yeah. him and then says 3 yeah. 0 there. Yeah. And then straight down the tunnel. To be yeah. fair, Burks, he, he, he was a brilliant professional. He was a good well. pro, wasn't he? I, I remember we went to a, a game away one day and he uh, he pulled Alan Little. Oh, that was a before bad kick off. Before kick off and told him he, was, he felt sick and didn't want to play. And, you know, not many people do that. So, I, Doing what he did to, mm. on this night yeah. seemed strange for him, you know, because yeah. he was such a good pro. An experienced pro as well, wasn't he in the yeah, lower yeah. leagues? Definitely yeah. an experienced pro. He's a great bloke as well, Bakes. It was just strange that he did that. that I mean, night. That, that, that chance there for McClare, that, that um, like you see Paul Baker's only just coming on there, comes to <laughs> the commentary. But that chance there, if that goes in, that makes it 3 1. I mean, that was quite an important moment in the, in the context of the whole tie, wasn't I, it? I think that was my mistake going back to that. I think it was my mistake. I think. I, I didn't want to mention that. Well, either it was a bad pass or a bad touch. It, was, it could have been either, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But, yeah. But there we go, full time. But there you go, look, 3 0. It didn't really matter. It was irrelevant, really. Wasn't it? I can't remember what happened at the end there, did he? Yeah, Graham Murray gets a real bad injury. That was right, final whistle, wasn't it? He could make a meal of it, Graham yeah, Murray, now. Really. It, it, yeah. He'd have done well in the modern game, Graham. I mean, but, what, what are you thinking at this time? Are you, are you just revelling in all that yeah. with the crowd? and. Yeah, that's amazing. That is it, just seeing that back again. I think it's brilliant. I haven't watched this for. I well, can't remember the last time no, I watched it's it. It's a long time since I watched it. Like, yeah. you get all the, all the emotions of before the game, and then I mean, look at us there. Like it's like we've won the, the FA Cup. But you you go in, go back to half time. You know when we came in at half time. I don't think anybody said a word. I don't think anybody went, "Come on, we can do this." <laughs> we just sat there and said nothing. And then Alan Little was just like talking us through, probably expecting the Alimo to come at us. Mm. And it didn't really come at us, it was us taking it to them. Yeah. No, when we look at it, I mean, Dean had that save in the in the first half, didn't he? But then the second half of these highlights, there was, there was nothing, was there? Yeah. I, I think if yeah. it had been 5-0 that night, they couldn't have mourned. Couple oh, of chances no. we had, and Barney's no. goal wasn't offside. It, yeah. Uh, what did they have? They had that one chance, McClare, didn't they? That was yeah. it. With the header and gigs, that little one. Yeah, little uh, one, yeah. Oh, sort of, that went wide. Well, did, you know, the next day, well, when you wake up, are you going out to buy all the newspapers, which was the kind of thing at the time? Do you have any sort of physical memories from from that game? It was strange. The day after, they, they invited us into uh, back down to, to our place, Boom Crescent, and we had the uh, when we got there, they had um, Premier League trophy yeah. on, on the pitch waiting for us. Um, they were taking pictures of us with Premier League trophy, you know, just because mm. they must have been well, they're the so oldest. They must have been the oldest. And, uh, that was like, I can remember like obviously my me, me dad bought all the papers, you know, with their chuffed and their proud and everything and then um, I think we were just like, I don't know, it was, it was kind of surreal, really, over the moon absolutely, but 
it, it was surreal, but it, it was nice to go and enjoy it, you know, the day after the game, really. What was it like physically? Was it was it tiring, sort of mentally and physically? Because even though you've won three now, like it must have been. You know I mean, for a fan, I felt like I went through so many emotions that night, and I was only only quite young at the time. But what was it like as a player? We, I think it, it, to me it was special because, like I just said, if it had been five 0 they couldn't have mourned. And you know, if we if we'd have won one nil, and been battered, then it would have been mentally draining. I think, but to me, we were by far. That night, we were by far the better team and deserved our 3-0 win. And even more would have wanted flattered us. So it was easier to take. I, th I think yeah. Alan Little did well after this because the period between that game and the second leg was an important time. You know, He kept, he kept his ground, didn't he? Kept his feet on the ground. And and, and was, yeah. We trained. We didn't really train. We didn't change the way we trained. We just kind of kept it normal. Um, and for me, it was a physical game, but because of the adrenaline gets you through, doesn't it? And, you know, it's probably you probably felt it probably two or three days after the game really. So I hope you enjoyed that. And if you do enjoy these podcasts, please do consider donating to justgiving.com forward slash York Hospital Radio. We'll be back in a couple of weeks to celebrate the anniversary of the second leg. So I hope you'll join us for that one as well. Just a quick reminder as well, we have a live event with Richard Brodie at Paxby Sports Bar on Sunday the 8th of November. Um, tickets have gone really well for that. There's only a few left. If you're interested in coming to that event, please do email yourhospitalball at gmail.com. To finish this podcast, we thought John Ronsley summed it up perfectly. It was like everyone had won the lottery. Nobody had bought a ticket. It was just stunned faces everywhere walking away from the ground. And then there was all these glum Manchester faces around us. The fella walked by us. I says to him, who have you got Saturday? Chef Wednesday was the answer. So I says to him, I think you'll have a chance there. You might get at least a draw. <laughs>